We'd like to thank Montecito Bank and Trust for their generous support in making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Dance Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm so excited. I not only have a Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson here today, but she brought two guests. I don't know what their story is, but we will soon find out. And it really brings things to life with the scammers and how they are able to manipulate people and con them when we hear the real-life stories. So welcome, Vicki. I'll let you introduce the guests. Hi. Thanks, Patty. Always good to be back. Today, we have with us Charlotte, who's going to tell her story about what I call the grant money scam. And by the way, I've gotten a couple of other phone calls about this scam, so it seems to be one that's happening here in Santa Barbara. And with Charlotte is her friend Elise, who might be able to add some things to the story also. I think Charlotte went to Elise when this first happened and told her about it, and then they both contacted me. So that's how we got together. So Charlotte, start us out here. How did this scam begin? This woman that I will call Daisy because I don't want to use real names. And she messaged me about a grant that she had received and suggested that I look into it. Now, I thought that Daisy was a Facebook friend who had worked with my dad, but it is possible that the account got hacked. Okay. So this all happened on Facebook. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So you got a message from Daisy who you thought was a Facebook friend and she talked to you about some kind of a grant. What did she say? She said contact the grant person because she had received money from them and thought that I would benefit from it. Okay. And did she talk about receiving money herself from this grant person? Yes. What did she tell you? That she had gotten $250,000 and said that I might be one of them who could luckily get money. And did she talk about who was giving this money out? Was this supposed to be some kind of a government grant, or how did this work? It was supposed to be a government grant. And did she tell you how you were supposed to qualify for this grant? I was supposed to message a person's number. And when the person who you thought was your Facebook friend, Daisy, when she got this money, what did she have to do in order to get the money? Did she mention anything? She only had to pay for shipping and handling. She did not have to pay for the IRS shipping fee. Did she tell you how much she had to pay? She had to pay about $1,000 to get it. So she paid in $1,000 and they sent her $250,000? Wow. Yes. So when you heard this or when you read about this from your supposed Facebook friend, Daisy, what did you do next? Well, unbeknownst to myself, Now I know better. I contacted the person, told them my info, and told them that I would like to sign up for it. And what did they tell you to do? They told me to message them with the stuff and get some prepaid cards. One of them was Amazon. Do you remember how they gave you several options? They'll give you a certain amount of money and you got to choose what you wanted to do. I was about to go for the 600 option. They wanted you to pay 600, receive 20,000. Okay, so you were told to pay... 600 yes. and you would receive 20,000. Wow. Yes. Do you remember what some of the other options are or at least do you remember what they were perhaps? That was the least expensive option to opt into. It went up from there. I forget how high it got. Okay. 
so Charlotte, you decided to go for the twenty thousand option and pay six hundred. And how were yeah. you supposed to do that? What were you supposed to use to pay? I was supposed to pay some prepaid Amazon gift cards. I would take a picture of the front and the back and the code for the Amazon card and send it in to okay. Daisy. And did you go buy these Amazon cards? Yes. And where did you go to buy them? I went to Rite Aid in Santa Barbara. Did you buy cards worth the $600? I ended up buying like $100 cards and some $50 ones. Okay, so it all totaled to $600. Yes. When you went into Rite Aid and you started buying all of these gift cards, did the cashiers question you or ask you why you needed $600 worth of gift cards? Did they say anything to you? No. Really? It, it was over an extended period of time, I think yeah. almost six weeks. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. It didn't happen all in one felt swoop. No. All right. Mm -hmm. It ha happened over a six-week period of time. So once you bought a card, what would you do with the card? I would scratch off the code or peel off the code, send mm -hmm. it in to Daisy, and then she would supposedly send it in to the grant head person, but I suspect the grant head person that maybe I was sending it into was the actual person receiving the money. Probably. The scammers. When you were sending these amounts of money, were you getting anything back? No, no. Okay. Did they tell you they needed the whole $600 before they could send you the 20000 Yes. After you finished sending them the full $600, what happened then? They contacted me by message and said that there was an IRS fee that I had to pay and then a oh. shipping fee by UPS. So once you sent the $600 in, then they said, okay, wait a minute, you have to pay an IRS fee. An IRS fee of $1,200. Okay. Oh, my. Yeah. And how about the shipping fee? What did they want for a shipping fee? $100. How did they want you to pay that? I could also do prepaid cards. Okay. And did you do that? Yes. So you went back and you got some more prepaid cards. Did you yes. get them all at one time or did you get them over a period of time? I got them over a period of time. And after you were able to pay the $1,200, the $100, then what happened? Then probably a week closer to Easter, they ended up sending my bank a $270,000 that, that they got in my bank information for me to deposit it. And it was the day of Easter. The bank called my dad and he told him what had happened. Went over to my dad. They gave me the lecture. And I actually had the check. And it was a bounced check from Louisiana. Like a fake cashier's check? Is that what it was? Yes. So at that point, the bank spotted the fact that this was a fake cashier's check? Yes. And they called your father? Yes. What happened next? Right after that, I decided to call Elise at Pathpoint and talk to her about it. She said that I should contact you and put it into the fraud hotline. Perfect. I'm so glad you did that. So did you have any more contact with Daisy or the supposed grant head? Yes, but I ended up reporting Daisy and blocking the grant head. Oh, good job. So at that point, you realized that this was a scam. Yes. And you realized that you were not going to get any money from this. Yes. Well, were you, you able to get any money back or was it all just gone? It was all just gone. I tried to ask the bank and they could do nothing about it. So you, first of all, lost the 600 and then the 1200 and then an additional $100. Is that right? 
Yes. I think the the fraudulent check came through while you were trying to yes. pay off the twelve hundred. Yes. So I think you ended up paying about five hundred of that. Yes. And then that's when you realized that this was a scam. So yeah. overall about one thousand one hundred. Yeah. Well, Charlotte, I'm so sorry that this happened to you, but I'm glad that Elise was there to kind of help you get through this. And I'm also really glad that you called the fraud hotline and were willing to share your story because you are not the only person that's been caught up in this scam. You are not the only person that's lost money. Elise, do you have anything else to add that you think our listeners should be aware of? Yeah, I think Facebook and other social media forums can be really tricky and can be really deceptive tools that people will use because there's a trust factor when you think you know who you're talking to. And it's just so tricky. And I think just the important thing to remember is even if you think you know who you're talking to, never give any information out, never be too trusting. Always be aware of red flags and contact someone for help when you think there is a red flag to get more information. And she thought the person was a friend of her dad's or knew her dad or worked with her dad that made her more susceptible, but they can be so very sneaky. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a really good story to warn people just because something comes through on Facebook that looks like it's coming from somebody that you know, you can't necessarily trust the information that they're giving you. If you are asked to pay money to get money, it's a scam. You can be sure of that. It's a scam. You wouldn't know this, but I have written grants for different nonprofits and the hardest grants to get are through the government. I mean, there is so much paperwork involved. They would not give a grant so easily, you know, but how would you know that unless that was your field? Vicki probably knows it's just some of the hardest paperwork that you have to fill out. It's very tedious and there's a ton of it. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank both Charlotte and Elise for coming on the show today and sharing Charlotte's story. This is really an important thing that we do to let our listeners know the current scams that are happening out there. And hopefully by sharing your story, you will stop somebody else from being victimized by this very same scam. Very nice of you to come forward to warn other people. Very, very kind of you. And thank you, Elise, as well. Enjoy the week, and I appreciate you again for being a part of Scam Squad today. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.